We want to welcome you to another episode on MBKI Radio Broadcasting Network. Prepare yourself and get ready and allow the Spirit of the Lord to transform your mind. And here's your host, Apostle Anthony Baxter. Somebody needs to make that confession of faith tonight. Say it. I will never be the same. Not after being with you. Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going to welcome each and every person to MBKI's Beta Mentoring Line. Amen. Where I'm your host. Apostle Anthony Baxter, I hope everyone's having a fantastic Friday. Amen. It's the end of the week. <laughs> Glory be to God. And uh, I'm just grateful and thankful for all that he is doing, what he's done, and what he will do, not just in my life, but in the lives of everyone that is tuning in. Amen. I want to thank God, first off, for being the head of my life and for my wife and our sons and daughters and those apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, preachers, overseers, deacons, mothers, and everyone else in their respective places. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to go ahead and start playing some worship music here. Give everyone an opportunity to uh, get their minds right. Those that are making their way, give them an opportunity to get here, get ready, because we're going to dive back into the topic of how to receive prophetic words. But until then, let's take our sin to the altar of God and leave him there and ask him for forgiveness that we may be sanctified souls for his kingdom. Consume me, you can use me. Breathe. 
want to invite everyone who's willing and everyone who's able to find a space for like both of your knees here if you're able just find a space to kneel Amen, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we give you all the honor and all the praise, Father. We thank you for this day that you have made. We thank you for your mercy and your grace, Father. We thank you, Father God, for the blessings that you have bestowed upon us today. We thank you for the angels, Father God, that has followed us, blessed us, protected us, guided us, spoke to us. Hallelujah. We thank you for your wisdom, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, O God, that dwells within us and surrounds us, Father God, giving us comfort and giving us truth, hallelujah, from your kingdom, Lord. As we prepare, Father God, for the word, I decree and declare, Father God, that all minds be clear, hallelujah, all ears open, Father God, to receive the word in which you have for us on today, Father God, hallelujah. And I pray, Lord God, that you will remove me and flesh a way that your spirit may have its way, hallelujah, that everything that comes out of my mouth will be anointed, sent with power and authority from on high. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name, Father, we pray, amen and amen. Again, I want to welcome each and every person that is on the line with us. Last uh, week, we had a guest speaker, and she just took us to a whole nother level. Wonderful topic. A uh, wonderful word, a uh, wonderful word, dealing with anchor. Who is your anchor? When the storm comes, are you anchored in Christ, or are you going to float away? Amen. It was a powerful word. So we're going to get back to where we left off at uh, two weeks ago in our lesson five of our prophetic training called How to Receive Prophetic Words. And if you remember, 
we went over the different types of prophetic words. Uh, there's biblical words, uh, words in which we receive uh, from the word of God. Hallelujah. And then we have an uh, 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 extra prophetic word or a prophetic word that is basically uh, we can find in the word of God, but a little bit added to uh, uh, an example being something like a uh, prophetic utterance uh, that's not explicitly stated in the Bible, but says something like, I hear the living, I hear the Lord saying you are to go to Africa and, and preach the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. And then we have anti-biblical words, which are false words that are contrary to scripture, such as I hear the Lord saying, divorce your spouse and go to Africa and preach the gospel. We know God is not going to tell you to leave your spouse with who he has brought and joined together with you. We also looked at the guidelines for judging prophetic words, and we looked into judging the interpretation of, of the prophetic word, as well as the accurate accurate words, accurate <laughs> words, amen, hallelujah. So what we're going to be looking at today is we're going to be going into looking at the false prophets or the false words that come from false, uh, I'm not going to say false leaders, but uh, individuals that are perpetrating uh, a lie for the truth, amen, hallelujah. And, 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 and I got to say this. You know, sometimes some individuals uh, don't know this. Uh, they're just sharing with you what it is that was shared with them. But the Bible says that we should study the word to show thyself approved. And this is something that we lack on today because we are so, uh, uh, I'm, I got to say, lazy that we don't want to take the time out to study the word. We may read it, but we would rather sit and listen to someone tell us what the word says and take it at face value. So we don't know if what it is that is being shared with us is true or not. If some of us look back at our grandparents, our grandparents told us stuff all our life. But today, as we study the word, we can see that what it is that they shared with us isn't in the Bible. It's not even in the Bible. But, but they called it. It came from the Bible. So we got to study the word. To show thyself here, I'll show you. They say, here's one, one thing that you see even leaders say. It says, judge the spirit by the spirit. It does not say that. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says do not take from or add to the word of God. It says, test the spirit and know that it is of God. Okay, that's what the Bible says. So when you study the word, you'll be able to find that what some people may have said to you may not be in the word, and then the spirit of God will not go against his word. So when you get a prophetic word, if it doesn't align up with the word or it goes against the word, then you have a barometer of knowing if it's true or false. But if you don't study the word and don't know the word, you don't know whether they lie to you or not. You're just taking what it is that was said because it sounds good. Amen. Glory be to God. Go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 and 16 is what we're going to read. And like I always say, I'm going to give everybody a minute to go get a paper, go get a pen, go get your Bible. If you don't have it in front of you now, I'll give you about 10, 10 15 minutes, not minutes, <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Amen. 
Glory be to God. And uh, because it makes no sense to be on a teaching line and not take notes. Again, you must study the word to show that self-approved. Don't take what I say for face value. Take what I say, write it down, and then do your own research. Do your own studying and allow the spirit of the Lord to speak to you and give you a greater revelation. Amen. And if you see something that I missed or something that was wrong, please, let's talk about it. Because I don't know. Hey, I was Hey, I don't know too much of nothing. Everything that I receive, I get from the spirit of the Lord. Amen. And so I, I stay out of the way and I just listen and I deliver. So if something comes to you or you have a question, please feel free to inbox me. Let me know. We can converse about it. Amen. Hallelujah. So go get what you need and come on back and we'll get into Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 and 16. Amen. All right. So turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 and 16 is what we're going to go over. Now, listen, the Bible warns us of false prophets many times, especially in these last days. So if we read Matthew chapter 7, 15 and 16, it says, beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravious wolves who will know them by their fruits. You will know them by their fruits, okay? You will know them by their fruits. And, and, and as I'm speaking this, you know, many of us see things that aren't correct with leadership, okay? We, we, we see things that just don't jive with God. So this is fruit. But we continue to sit under an individual that we kind of suspect is not correct. The Bible tells us that we will know them by their fruit. So if you see rotten fruit, why are you going to stay around and become a piece of rotten fruit? You need to find healthy fruit so you can grow. Amen. Now, I'm not coming down on any leaders. I'm just telling it like it is. If, 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 if you got leaders that are sleeping with the sheep and, 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 and taking the money and all this kind of stuff, that's not good fruit, people. So be mindful. Be mindful. A false prophet is not someone who gives a bad or inaccurate word, but someone who prophesies from the wrong spirit or an evil heart. You see, because there's many people that are growing in their gifts. Now, just because somebody prophesies something to you and it doesn't come to pass doesn't mean they're a false prophet. They may just be maturing in their gift. If you ever play darts, do you hit the bullseye every single time you throw a dart? No, you don't. So, as you get better at this game, you have a better opportunity at hitting the mark. Amen? But the only way that you're going to hit the mark is if you throw the dart. So if an individual is growing in their gift, they're going to miss. And it's our job to love them into maturity. Amen? Now, it says here and lets us know that this is not 
what a false prophet is because he missed the mark. A false prophet is someone that is prophesying from a wrong spirit or an evil heart. Amen? So a false prophet is able to prophesy accurately from a demonic spirit. Understand me, people. Just because the prophet gave you an accurate word does not mean that they're a prophet from God. Because even a demon can prophesy a true word to you. So it's not a point of the word. It's a point of the heart that it came from. If you remember, I think it was Peter uh, or Paul and Silas that were, were, were walking, going to the church for prayer, and the woman with divination was speaking the truth and saying, these men are from God, da-da-da-da-da. And it was the truth, but it was coming from the wrong spirit. How many of you have gotten a prophetic word or somebody moving prophetically, but you can tell something is off? The words are always correct, but something about them is off. You see, so so the prophetic, uh, a, a true word can move through a wrong spirit. Amen. So this is why it's very important that you discern the spirit and know that it is of God. Forget about the word, because if you get hung up on the word, what you'll do is you'll open yourself up to a spirit, a demon, a witch that will end up manipulating your mind, and now you're going crazy, you're confused, things in your life is shifting, you don't know whether you're going or coming, you don't know if it's day or night, you're always tired, all kind of crazy stuff. Why? Because you're believing in a word, and you're not looking at the heart. Demons can operate accurately in the word of knowledge because they can see and hear. They can see and hear. Demons cannot prophesy, though. They can't prophesy because they can't see in the future. If they could, the devil would have never put into the heart of the people to crucify Jesus because he would have known that if we crucify him, he's going to rise three days later. He's going to wreck hell. And so they cannot prophesy. But what they can do is give you a word of knowledge. Speak of the past. Speak of the past. Speak of the past. Speak of the past. And see, a lot of people assume prophecy is Speaking of the past. No, that is a word of knowledge. That's a word of knowledge. And there's a lot of words of knowledge going on today, and it's being uh, 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 portrayed as prophecy. See, this is where the immaturity of the people of God need to come up because you're being bamboozled by false prophets telling you that they got a word for you when really all it is is a word of knowledge to open you up to get into your heart, your mind. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to Acts chapter 16, and we're going to read 16 through 18. 
we're gonna we're gonna read about the bond servant when Paul was walking on his way to prayer. It says in Acts chapter sixteen, verse sixteen, it happened that we were going to the place of prayer. A slave girl having a spirit of divination met us who were bringing her master's much profit by fortune telling. I want to stop right there real quick. You see, you see all these places. I don't know, you know, where y'all live, you know, but, you know, around here, you, they got these little places and they got the, uh, uh, they, 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 the, the fortune telling and the palm reading and all this stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. And see, this is, this is the, these are individuals that are operating in the wrong spirit, but coming with the truth. And this is what draws people to come back. And they, they're opening themselves up to a world of darkness that they're not ready for. Amen? Because, see, you must come into agreement with darkness for darkness to operate in your life. You must come into agreement. This is why many of you are just accepting these friend requests, friend requests, when you don't even know if you're accepting a request from a witch. Because if you accept it, you are coming into agreement. I agree that you are now a friend. And now all hell's breaking loose in your home, and you don't know why. Here, let me let me put it like this. If you look at the drag heel of movies. And, and when you were growing up, and Dracula would knock on the door. You know, Dracula could not come into the house unless he was welcomed in by the homeowner. Same thing. Amen? So it goes on to say, following after Paul and us, she kept crying out, saying, these men are bondservants of the Most High God who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. Now, that's the truth, okay? She continued doing this for many days, but Paul was greatly annoyed. Now, she's speaking the truth, so why would Paul get annoyed? It's hitting his spirit in a way that is just not right. It's annoying him, so what does he do? It says, and he turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out at that very moment. Came out at that very moment. So we can see here characteristics of a false prophet. Okay. Number one, they operate from a spirit of divination. What am I saying? That they will speak and tell the truth in a word of knowledge, but it's coming from the wrong spirit. Why am I telling you this? Because many false prophets are infiltrating the church and they're sharing words of knowledge and individuals that are immature and don't read the word are falling on their lips. Following these people and trusting in these people and sharing things with these type of people 
and giving your money to these people when they just are taking you for a ride because they're not the real deal. They're not the real deal. And, and we must expose, we must expose these individuals. Hallelujah. Because all they are doing is hurting and harming our brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God. Amen. Number two, they knowingly deceive people. They knowingly deceive people. Here, let me share with you how that works today. So, we're going to have a convention, a, 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 a whatever convocation, whatever you want to call it, and we're going to get this and that person because they know how to raise money. And they bring these people in, and these people begin to prophesy and come up with these $1,000 lines, $500, 300 $200, $1.50, and $0.50 lines. Amen. They're sharing with you words of knowledge, stuff that you already know and, 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 and they know, but they can't tell you your future. Or if they try to, it never comes to pass. But see, we fall for the okie doke because we got the itchy ears. Who got the itchy ear syndrome? Amen. The itchy ears. You got, you got to get a word from somebody. Got to get a word. Got to get a word. Don't worry about a word. Look at the heart and go to God for the word because He's the one that's going to give you the true word that you can trust. You can put your life on that. Amen. Number three, they knowingly use signs and wonders to deceive people. Uh Uh-oh. Signs and wonders they'll use. People falling on the floor and all kinds of stuff, shaking, shaking like they done done touched an electric fence and all kinds of stuff. Hooping and hollering and jumping and and all this kind of stuff. You see, to get you riled up in your flesh, not in your spirit, in your flesh. Get into that emotional thing, you know, because we 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 are emotional creatures, amen. To get you to feel good, share a share a positive word with you, maybe tell you that you're gonna get some money. Oh my God! Give me four hundred dollars, and I can. I, the Lord will bless you a hundredfold, and give you forty thousand. Thus say the Lord. See, they come with all that kind of stuff, Amen. And we fall for the okie doke. We fall for the okie doke. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. Go to go to Mark. Go to Mark chapter thirteen and twenty-two. I want to read that real quick. Mark chapter 13 and 22. See, there's a reason why I didn't want to go into this section uh, uh, two weeks ago because it it was a lot that we went over. It was a lot that we went over, and I wanted you to be able to chew on what it was that I had given um, so that when we got to this point here, you can take and chew on this and get all of the meat off the bone because there's a lot of meat that we're going to be chewing on on today. Amen. Mark chapter 13 and verse 22 and verse 22, verse 22, verse 22. Okay, here we go. 
Amen. Okay. I want to change versions here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. And it says here, it says, And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as a scribe. One who has authority and not as a scribe. I'm at the wrong place. I'm at the wrong place. That's my fault. 13 and 22. I have that one and 22. My fault. Here we go. Um, For false messiahs and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. So even the elect. So those that you look up to and, and, and things like this, you hear them talking about, oh, this person, oh, that person, and then you go see these people, you already have a preconceived notion that whatever they say is real because the person that you look up to said so. But did God say so? Did you check with God to see if what they're saying is real? Because this is another thing that it said that we went over two weeks ago, that when a word goes forward, that we must test it. We must test it. We must give it to the Spirit of God and ask him. Amen? And we'll feel it within ourselves. We'll feel the peace or we'll feel an agitation. Knowing, oh, no, 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 something ain't right with this. Something ain't right with this. Amen? Number four, they use flattery, seduction, and manipulation, a Jezebel spirit. Try to win you over. Try to get into your mind. Try to get into your mind. We're talking about false prophets, people, false prophets. Another type of false prophet is one who uh, started out right but allowed compromise and sin into their lives and has fallen away from God. They can still operate in the prophetic gift. Why? Because gifts come without repentance. Amen? Amen. That's in Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Gifts come without repentance. So a lot of leaders have fallen into this because of money, because of money, because of fame. You know, a lot of leaders, they, they, they lose the call and the mandate that was placed upon them by God, and they begin to move in their own mandate, doing what they choose to do and doing it by any means necessary. You know, when you when you get one of these big old cathedral type of buildings, you know, that's a big monthly mortgage payment. I'm talking about tens of thousands of dollars. So so you're needing to have individuals come every Sunday and give. So how can you speak the true word of God that cuts like a knife? Let me, if I was to take and just cut you with a knife, are you going to come back to my house? No, because you're going to say, I ain't going there, man. Last time I went, he cut me with a knife. Amen? The Bible says that the word of God cuts like a two-edged sword, able to divide bone and marrow. So what that is saying is it's going to hurt. But I don't see no hurt 
in the church today. Well, I see individuals having a jolly good time in the church. And so what they do, they come back. Why? To have a jolly good time. Amen? And you know what? When you have a jolly good time, you're willing to dig deep and give up your money. Right? So now they can pay their mortgage. Amen? They're going to share what you want to hear, not what you need to hear. They're going to speak to your flesh and not to your spirit. They're going to attack the, uh, uh, the joy and not the sin nature within you. Amen? Because if they spoke the true word of God, half the congregation would leave and go down the street to a church that's going to lie to them. Amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So, Characteristics of a false prophet, issues of the heart, issues of the heart. This, this, this is the problem. This is the issue with false prophets. It's a issue of the heart. Amen. Listen, number one, they have a wounded heart. You see, a lot of the, 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 the a lot of these prophets that are, 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 are uh, purposely, purposely uh, prophesying, they know they're doing it is because they've been wounded in their life. They've gone through some very traumatic and hurtful things that they have not gotten over. And they're full of anger, but they want to act like they're not. They haven't dealt with some inner healing, some inner things in their own selves. Amen? They have a wounded heart. Amen? Let me share something with you all. It's not for us to come down upon these individuals. It's for us to pray for them. Because, see, God, the Lord has compassion for all people. Look at They pulled out his beard, beat him up, talked about him, spit on him, did all this stuff to him, hung him up on a cross. And before so, he said, forgive the Father, for they know not what they do. You know why? Because he's seen their heart. He's seen the wounds. He's seen the hurt. He's seen it. And so he had compassion. So when you understand why an individual is the way they are, you have the ability of having compassion. And that will keep you from reacting and it will allow you to respond from a place of love instead of reacting to the first thing that comes to your mind. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So number two, they lose accountability to the scripture and place themselves above the word of God. So the word says one thing, but they want to place themselves above that word. They may know the word, but they want to live their word the way they want to live it, or they, they want to twist it to, to make it mean what they want it to mean when that's not what God is saying. But they believe that's what God is saying. Amen. Their heart is close to new revelation and unwilling to allow people to test their prophecy. Their hearts, excuse me, I'm sorry, their heart is closed to new revelation. So basically, they're not seeking God for fresh manner, for, for new revelation. Amen? They, they, they're stuck on the old. Hallelujah. They don't want to get in with the new. Amen. The Bible says God is doing a new thing. God don't stay the same. Amen. 
hallelujah, and they're unwilling to allow you to test their prophecy. Why? Again, they cannot prophesy the future. They can give you a word of knowledge. So they're going to prophesy lie to you, but they may be, it may be the truth in the word of knowledge. Notice this. They'll always give you a word of knowledge to hook you because the word of knowledge they're giving is true. But then they want to give you a lie in the future, and you're going to believe it because they told you the truth in the word of knowledge. But nowhere in this are you discerning the spirit that the word is coming from. That's important, people. Discern the spirit and know that it is of God. Number four, it says they seek to promote themselves and their own personal agendas. It's not about God. It's about them. They're promoting themselves. It's, it's, they may use God's name, but, but when they say God, they want you to see them. They don't point you to God. They point you to them. And if anybody tries to point you to God, try, they try to get them out of the way so that they can point you back to them. Number five, they prophesy for personal gains, either wealth our influence. They prophesy what people want to hear for personal gain, either for wealth or influence. You know, there's a lot of people that growing up they weren't they weren't they 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 they, they were always looked at. They were always the outsider. They were always the black sheep. Nobody wants to spend time with them. Nobody wants to do nothing with them. You know, they made fun of them. All this stuff. Amen. Traumatic. Rejection. Traumatic. Amen. Hallelujah. They, now they grow up and they have a gift. And so they use their gift to draw people to them. Influence. Amen. Amen. Or they, or they were broke, busted, and disgusted growing up. Amen. And so now they're going to use their gift for wealth, to make money to get money. Amen? Number six, draw draw people to themselves instead of Jesus. I just kind of went over that. Instead of drawing people to the light, they draw people to them. Instead of pushing the, to the, to, you know, one of the things I do, you know, and, and I do this purposely because, you know, it helps me to stay grounded. When people want to thank me, I tell them, no, thank God. I'm just, I, you know, he, he gives it to me, I give it to you. I'm just a deliverer. See, and I do that for me because I, I want to stay grounded. I, I don't, I don't want to get the big head. I, I, I don't, I don't want to take the action. I don't want to take the, I don't want to take God's glory. I don't want to do it. I will not do it. Amen. Amen. But they want, they want all the accolades. Oh, yeah, they, oh, girl, you know, it ain't you. And I, I got you. You know, you just call me. You know, whenever you got, you just call me. I got you. You know, the devil is the wife. God got you. Amen. He might, he might, he might just use me again if he chooses to. If he chooses to, glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Listen. We will know them by their fruits. They do not walk in the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. A true prophet will demonstrate the character of the Holy Spirit. So discern the Spirit 
and know that it is of God. Discern the spirit and know that it is of God. Amen? Look at the fruit. That's all you got to do. Watch them. Watch them. Are, are they exhibiting, hallelujah, the fruits of the spirit? Are they walking like the rest of the world, all angry, beat up, jacked up, trying to act like they're something that they're not? The prophetic word often comes as a seed. The prophetic word often comes as a seed. Go to Matthew chapter 13 and verse 18. We're going to read 18 through 23. Matthew 13, chapter 18 through 23. Amen. We're going to read about the parable about the sower. Because the word comes often as a seed. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 13, verse 18, and we're going to read to 23. Amen. Glory be to God. Here we go. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one in whom seed was sown beside the road. The one in whom seed was sown in the rocky place is this, the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary, but is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorn, this is a man who hears the word and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choked the word and it became unfruitful. And the one in whom seed was sown in good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold some 60, and some 30. So we have seed being sown, and it's falling in different types of ground. So what kind of ground are you? Are you uh, rocky? Are you among the thorns? Are, are, are you beside the road? Or are you good soil? Let's take a look at these. So the seed beside the road speaks of when we do not take time to properly receive, meditate, and test the word to understand it for our lives. Sometimes we'll get a word and we'll just jump. I would, hey, that's me. I would do that. I'll get a word and I'm gone. And you know what? I've been done shared the word with everybody else, and I ain't really chewed upon it and digested it to get the thorough understanding for myself. Amen? Amen? Now, number two is the rocky places. 
Now, this speaks of when we allow the attacks by the enemy, which are meant to stop the release of God's plan and purpose to our lives to be successful. So as we get the word of God, the enemy comes and attacks us, and we just fall for the okie doke. He comes with a couple of uppercuts, and we just fall to the ground. Then we have the, the seed that is sown among the thorns. Now, this speaks of when we allow temptations and worry of this world to choke out our pursuit of God's purpose in our lives. And this is one that the, this is one that I've seen in my own life and many others. When we begin to move, there's always a man or a woman that passes, crosses our path. And the temptation may come. Or maybe we, we, we lose a job. Our financial crisis gets really hard. Amen. And we begin to worry. And we choke out that word, that seed that was given, that was, that, that, that was giving us uh, the, 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 the next move of God in our life. Amen. And number four, the seed sown in good soil. Now, now, I'm believing this is all of us here. Amen. It speaks of when God's plan and purpose in our lives are allowed to grow into maturity and become fruitful. See, many of us have roots that have started, got choked out, roots that are in the ground, but, but the, 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 the trunk never was able to come out the ground, amen, because the watering ain't taking place because we done choked it out. All these things, we must begin to allow the word of God, the seed of God, to fall in a fertile heart and hold on to it to where the roots can go deep and the tree can rise up. And no matter what the storm is, the tree is strong because the roots are deep. Amen? Hallelujah. So seed, seed sown are the prophetic words spoken from the heart of God and are the words of the kingdom as described in verse 18. That's described here in verse 18. Words from the Lord are precious. And God does use people to deliver those words to us. Just because they are spoken to us from someone else, even a friend, does not make them less important than if they came from an angel or the Lord himself. We should never be so busy that we just put the word on the shelf and move on without pursuing what the Lord is saying. People is so important that when a prophetic word that is from God is spoken, that you write it down, you meditate upon it, you seek, you seek the word, what is God saying? Because that thing that he's saying may be the thing that will turn your whole life around. But we don't take the time to 
meditate, we don't take the time to seek the wisdom and knowledge from the word. We don't even take the time to to find out if it's truly from God. We just take it, jump for joy for a little while, and then we forget about it. These words that, that are from God are precious. They're more precious than rubies and diamonds. They're precious. So treat them that way, people. Treat them that way. We should journey our prophetic words. We should journal our prophetic words and take time to go back and read them. Ask the Spirit to give you revelation and understanding. Amen. We first allow our true prophetic words to be seized within our heart after we receive the word. We must learn to water the word. As we receive the seed, we must learn to water the seed that it may mature, that it may mature. Amen. Hallelujah. Birthing prophetic seeds in the glory. Birthing prophetic seeds in the glory. Amen. Listen, people, we must play our part in order to have prophecy come to pass. Just because God has someone speak a prophetic word over you doesn't mean by osmosis it's going to come to pass. We play a part. Amen. He's letting us know this is what I want to do. Amen. And it's up to us to get back with him to find out what it is we need to do. And see, sometimes he even tells you through the man or woman of God what you need to do. Amen. And it's probably something you really don't want to do. But glory be to God, if you do it, there's a blessing in it. Amen. Mm-hmm. We have to do something in order for us to receive the prophetic word of God. If you go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of of the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. See, during creation, there were two powerful forces present. First was the Spirit of God, which was hovering or moving over the surface of the waters. The Spirit of God is the very essence of God. The presence of God is, are, is, is the glory of God and the presence of God. Now, the second powerful force presented during creation was then God said, or the word of God. So these two powerful forces, the presence or glory of God, And the word of God, when combined together, have creative power. Uh, Get it, get it, get it, y'all. Get this, get this, get it, get it, get it. The presence of God or the glory of God and the word of God combined together 
has powers like TNT, dynamite. See, as we worship, whether it's in uh, our corporate or individual time, often the presence of God or his glory will manifest in the midst. See, the prophetic promises spoken over our lives are the word of God. So take the words that are burning within your heart and prophesy them into the glory. As you do this, you are bringing the same two powerful forces that were present during creation. Listen, so as we are sitting underneath, as my daughter would say, in open heaven, the glory of God, and you speak the word of God out of your mouth, that prophetic word, you are bringing those two things together to create as God created in the beginning. God created in the beginning. My God, my God. Listen, that, 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 that's what I got for tonight, but I really want y'all to get that last part. You can sit in your home and praise the Lord and allow the glory of God to fall in your home and then allow the prophetic word of God to come up out of your heart, out of your mouth, and hit, hallelujah, the glory of God in the room, and you will create something in the spirit realm. And by faith, it shall come out of the spirit realm into the physical realm. Glory be to God. God said, hallelujah, while his glory was hovering upon the earth, let there be light. And guess what? It came, hallelujah, as the glory is in your house and you say, I decree and declare, hallelujah, that my children, hallelujah, will come back from the world and serve, hallelujah, the most high God, and you believe this in faith, it shall happen. It shall happen. It shall happen. Mm-hmm. We have some homework, y'all. Every night, every, you know, every week I give y'all something to do. Hallelujah. And it's, it's not for me, it's for you, because the more you do it, the more you exercise these little gifts, these little things, it, it helps you to increase, hallelujah, the prophetic in your life. Amen? So here we go. Remember and review previous prophetic words that you have been given. Write them in your journal. And if you have not done so yet, begin to meditate and pray over these prophetic words and ask the Lord which one you should begin to birth. Okay? Birth those words in the glory. What am am I saying? I'm saying to speak the prophetic word out of your mouth into the presence of the glory from your worship, from your invitation to the Spirit of God to come into your atmosphere and speak the prophetic word so that the prophetic word will clash with the glory in the atmosphere and create what it is that God has spoken to you. 
That's your homework. Amen. And as always, one, you know, don't just do it a few times and say, oh, man, you know, this ain't working. Ah, you know, okay. It's going to take time like anything, but just continue to work at it. Continue to work at it. And it will come to pass. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this, this, this awesome word, Father God. We thank you for giving us a greater understanding of false prophets, Father God. And right now, Father God, we just lift up all those false prophets, those, Father God, that know that they're moving, hallelujah, in divination, Father God. We lift them up to you, and we pray, Father God, that you may touch them in such a way that they repent and turn back to you, Father God, and use the gifts that you have given them for the kingdom of God and not for self in this world, Lord God. Hallelujah. Allow us, Father God, to discern the spirit and know that they are from you, God, that we will not be itchy-eared people just going on whatever an individual may speak, but we may know their heart, Father God. Hallelujah. And we will know their fruit. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we God, we, we pray Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Listen, people, next uh, Friday, we're going to be going over dreams. We're going to be going over dreams. Amen. We're going to be tackling dreams. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Hallelujah. To come on. Hallelujah. Allow the prophetic to get activated within them. Hallelujah. That they may be able to uh, share, speak with God, hear from God. Hallelujah and understand the ways that God is speaking, hallelujah, to the earth in these end times. Hallelujah. My name is Apostle Anthony Baxter. I thank each and every person that's tuned in, those that will be listening at a later time through our uh, podcast. Hallelujah. God bless you. And if we have been a blessing to you, you can always sow a seed. Hallelujah. Just go to our cash app at dollar sign. Hallelujah. MBKI Ministries. That's Dollar sign MBKI Ministries. Until we meet again, walk by faith, not by sight. May God continue to bless you. God bless.